Hi guys, welcome back to Dude, Don't Even Get Me Started. That's Jude. And that's Al. And Al, what is up? Any news on your end? Um, not really because we've been in production at work, but I was thinking back to last month and I don't think we got to discuss um, your first ghost concert. Oh yeah, we did it. Uh-huh. Wasn't that so much fun? That was really fun. It was, I... <laughs> Tell the truth. Did, did that sound fake? It, it sounded fake as it I did. said it a lot. No, but it was genuinely fun. It was my mm. first concert, and truthfully, even after the episode, I didn't listen to like the entirety of their albums. Just oh, songs when here we did and Tobias, there, yeah. and there and there and there. But yeah, surprisingly, I love it when I kind of go to a concert not knowing, and the songs just kind of convert me. I also love that everyone dressed up, which kind of got me into this whole witchy season vibe yeah. too made me want to dress up i was a true normie yeah so i think next next round or next time Mm -hmm. i'll buy a t-shirt to at least just fit in with the crowd but i loved i loved it i loved the ghouls (laughs) i didn't realize how sexual tension was so abundant on the stage god so much um yeah no i was happy to share it with you and now you can know why i am so obsessed and uh yeah i feel like that's my job on earth is to make everyone else (laughs) obsessed with the same things that I am so that was super fun I went to the new Beverly last night for Casper Adams family double feature and then you and I just got back from a mummy showing Mm -hmm. so it was a new Bev weekend and I am also sticking with the spooky stuff and reading Salem's Lot so yeah because I loved Pet Cemetery so much so anything (laughs) so Salem's Lot is another Stephen King book it is mm-hmm. okay. Are they connected to Pet Cemetery? So I'm a, I'm a newbie with Stephen King, but I think, well, you know how Castle Rock, the TV show, is kind uh-huh. of like um, a shared universe. I think it might be like you'll see. No, maybe that's Castle Rock. I'm thinking of. I think they might. They all take place kind of like in Maine mm. or uh, the East Coast. So I'm not sure, but this is a completely different city. Than mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, so I don't think so. <laughs> how much, I'll get back to you. Like, how many pages do you have left? Are you halfway through the book, or um, I'm like a hundred pages in, and I think I have like two hundred more to go. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good for spooky season, and I kind of stopped with the Court of Thorn and Roses, so I'll go back to it <laughs> at a later date. And um, yeah, I feel good about the Stephen King stuff. I feel like now I know that that's always going to be something that I'll enjoy. But yeah, so I mean, today we're going to talk about someone who also has a Stephen King connection. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? What the connection is? No, I didn't know there was a connection. Okay, well, don't worry, I'll get to it. Okay. Okay. But okay, today, dude, don't even get me started on David Dasmalchin. Do I still don't thoughts? know what the connection is. <laughs> don't worry, we're going to get to it. I feel like I would always butcher his name, just like Detective Poirot. Poirot? Poirot is a hard Poirot. one. Poirot. This one, I think I definitely mispronounced his name last episode. I said Dasmalchian. Uh-huh. But then I listened to a lot of this information I'm going to tell you about. Today, I got it from a podcast called You Made It Weird, and it was like a two and a half hour long podcast of oh, wow. him and the host and... So that kept me company on my commute to work. And I think you might know a lot of this from the cinema therapy 
episode mm-hmm. that you watched and I watched it too and it's a lot of the same but I mean like more of a condensed version mm-hmm. and I like the cinema therapy one because they actually go through different scenes and like talk about obviously the therapy aspect but yeah so you might know some of this background but I'm gonna tell you again anyway lay it on me yeah <laughs> I'm gonna reiterate what you probably already know so David Dasmalchin like your chin Dasmalchin okay Dasmalchin um I thought he was Armenian for a while because you know how like Kardashian uh, 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 like oh. a lot of the Armenian last names have um mm. like Ian at the end but mm-hmm. he's actually half Iranian oh okay so that's a little yeah what's the other half I think his mother was a, like a white lady <laughs> English <laughs> German okay yes 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 <laughs> so anyway we're gonna get started at the beginning so David was born July 21st 1975 in Allentown Pennsylvania but was raised in Kansas. And David has two sisters and one brother. In the cinema therapy episode and in the podcast that I listened to, he talks about his mental health and his addiction journey. And so he starts off really young with those issues. Mm. And so through his childhood, I think in the podcast, he said the first time he experimented with alcohol was at a cast party for theater. Oh. Um, which I just thought back to my cast parties. And I think we were all too good, you mm. know, to even like <laughs> have alcohol there. So we were pretty boring. So throughout his childhood, he's dealing with these addiction issues already, anxiety, depression, and it's sort of exacerbated by his family life. I won't go into too much detail, but he had an abusive grandfather and his parents also went through, he said was a tumultuous divorce. So I think that added on to the problems that he was experiencing. But he said, even with those issues um, in school, he was a good student. He was the senior class president. He was homecoming king. He was the lead in West Side Story. And he was on the football team. So it's like, he was doing it all. I feel like you always have to pick like, I am the theater person, I'm the football player, mm-hmm. but he was doing it all. And he was even good enough in football that he was recruited to play college football. And he thought that was his ticket out of Kansas. But there were some lovely teachers who said, I think acting is, you're really good at it. And that reminds me of the Lee Pace episode too, where he said his mm-hmm. teachers would right. say that as well. And then it made me think back to my teachers. And I don't think any teacher was ever <laughs> like, hey, you're super good at this one thing. They never guided <laughs> you to the right path. No, so I was just like, oh, what do I do? Did any of your teachers ever do that? Well, I was never in theater. So I didn't really have a particular teacher right. to push me. But I would say, so for those who don't know, I'm a designer by day. I did have a design teacher Because I was just kind of dipping my toes into like adult school Mm -hmm. with design. And I was only going to just try it just as a creative outlet. But then he and the TA also were like, you're really good. Like you should actually take the next class and just continue this because Mm -hmm. I think there's potential in it. So that actually really pushed me. And that was my first time having a teacher kind of Mm -hmm. guide me into that zone. Yeah, I think the only thing that I was genuinely really good at was playing the flute. Like I played it for mm. so long that I definitely think I could have been like in an orchestra mm. or something. But I don't think I had, you know, I had teachers and they're mm. like, you're good at the flute. But no one was ever like, you should keep playing the flute forever. So <laughs> I blame them for my failure. <laughs> I like to blame others for my failure. Yeah, so I'm glad that there were these teachers that encouraged both Lee Pace and David and many other actors that we now have. So good for them. But, you know, he thought that 
there was no future with acting, but he had the teachers. They helped him get an audition at DePaul University in Chicago. And so he went to the theater school there. So he moves to Chicago. He started as a theater actor there in, I think, 1999. I found kind of a sketchy website that was like, here's all of his theater credits. And they started in 1999. So he does theater. He was an ensemble member at the Shattered Globe Theater from 2007 to 2009. That's in Chicago. I'll have to go check them out next time I'm there. So David's a theater actor in Chicago. And like I said, he'd been dealing with addiction issues throughout his childhood even, but he's able to lead a normal life while he has these problems. But eventually he becomes addicted to opiates. So Mm. he says he was high functioning, like I said, for many years, but this continues to get worse and worse. And so for five years, he was addicted to drugs and it continued to get worse and worse. He was homeless for two years, living out of his car, still acting. So just continues to progress. And eventually he is involuntarily put into a facility, Mm. which he says ultimately saved his life. He gets that addiction under control, sober for 21 years at this point, which is great. great. And so we'll go back to, at that time, he was just a theater actor. But in 2008, they had auditions for The Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. the sequel to Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan's film. They have that in Chicago, and he auditions, like all of the other theater actors he said he knew, for one of the Joker's sidekicks for that bank heist scene. They shot the scene. He said he was devastated because everyone he knew was in that scene but him. Mm -hmm. So they shoot the scene, then like three months later... Four months later, they call him and say, Christopher liked you for another role. And it turns out to be an even better role. It is the role of another Joker lackey. But this one shares a scene with Two-Face himself. Mm -hmm. And then another scene with Two-Face and Batman. So that was his first feature film role. And he said that they didn't even let him know what the scene was at first. They gave him the sides. They turned out to be fake sides. So then the day of when he gets to set, then they're like, just kidding. This is a completely different scene and character. So he has to go with the flow and yeah, do what he does best and just improv and mm. make it work. So David is in that scene in The Dark Knight. He films it. He definitely sticks out. I remember watching that movie and seeing him and thinking like who's this dude so after that he does a bunch of shorts and some tv work his next big role comes in 2013 prisoners directed by denny villeneuve another huge director which is Mm -hmm. crazy then in 2014 he stars in a film he wrote called animals and i did watch that did you no i did not Okay, I watched it. It was really good. It's really hard to watch. So I watched that. He says he doesn't consider it autobiographical, but it deals with the couple who are dealing with their drug addiction. So it does feel like he knows some of the stories he told in the podcast about his own addiction and like sales that he would go to and getting beat up by the cops happens in this movie, sort Mm -hmm. of like word for word. So it did feel like he knew what mm-hmm. <laughs> what that life was like because he did live it. In 2015, um, he plays an Ant-Man. And this time he's playing more of a comical character, which is good to see him because usually I'm used to thinking of him as like that tortured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something wrong. 
But he he got to be the funny one. In 2016, he's in the Belko experiment, which I watched. Did you get to watch it? I did not. Okay, this is another one where he's, yeah, a little bit tortured. And... Is he in it for a long time? No, that's the one problem I have. <laughs> There's a lot of these films I would watch for him. And it's sort of like, yeah, he comes in, does his thing really well. And then, then he's done. Okay. Which is fine. It, I love actors like that who come in and you know they're going to be good and they make the movie better and they leave you wanting more. Mm-hmm. But Belko Experiment, yeah, he's not in it for that long. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I still watched all the movie though. So yeah, I watched that one. And then in 2017, he was in the new Twin Peaks show. That same year, he also collaborated for the second time with Denis Villeneuve in Blade Runner 2049. What? As who? He is one of the, like, cop uh, analysts, oh, or... I do not recall that. Yeah. Huh. I rewatched it, but yes, you have to rewatch it, too. Because, mm. again, it's, like, he's important he in is? the role he is, but then it's okay. pretty pretty short. 2018, he has eight projects, which is so many, which include Ant-Man and the Wasp and mm. Bird Box, which I didn't realize he was in Bird Box, so I have to rewatch. I also don't remember. I right. only remember um, John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember Sandra Bullock, so you got me beat. What did John Malkovich do in that? Remember he is also in the house and he's like, make America great again. Like, not as a Trump person, but he's just like drunk and he's very disgruntled the whole time. Does it's he die? Kinda, he do, I mean, yes. <laughs> So he doesn't make America great again. He doesn't. He's just liar. I think it's because it's the it's it's that scene when they go to the supermarket and they have all this booze, so they're just celebrating because after being holed up in the house oh, okay. for a long time, and he's like, "We're gonna make America great again," or some scene like that, <laughs> and immediately dies. <laughs> he doesn't immediately die. Okay. I think I believe that house that they stay in belongs to him and his wife, but they witness his wife dying. Okay. She got caught in the whole alien whatever thing going on. Gotta be honest, I don't remember that movie. Man, you know what? I'm really <laughs> trying. I'm really whole... milking the memory. <laughs> I just great. remember John Malkovich because I like it. <laughs> that doesn't count because you just always remember John Malkovich. I, <laughs> yeah, I cannot forget that man. Who could? He, he's he got a presence for sure. Oh, look at that baby Tico with the cat. Oh, my cat just perched on top of Al's oh. cardigan. Oh. Yeah, he really wanted to jump in that backpack. Mm-hmm. Okay, in 2019, he's in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. In mm-hmm. 2021, he plays Polka Dot Man in The Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, which I kind of want to rewatch that movie. I just rewatched it, but like I loved it so much that I want to watch it again, which is funny because I didn't care for S- Suicide Squad, the first one. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh, no, I didn't really care for it. I did like the soundtrack though oh i love that i still listen to that soundtrack I don't remember to this day the second film soundtrack though if they had something similar to that vibe not this one was more like hopeful mm-hmm. whereas the first one had all that good like that's like grungy, dark, grungy emo yeah me and my friends don't hey. look at me <laughs> don't you dare look at me and my friends pilot <laughs> <laughs> someone was slandering that song the other day and i was like no don't you dare they said it was just the worst 21 pilot song they've ever heard heathen heathen (laughs) all my friends are heathens (laughs) yes anyway the suicide squad polka dot man Mm -hmm. that one is 
a good one, and I've definitely read fan fiction for Polka Dot Man. <laughs> Do share next Do time. Sh- oh. I can't believe you held this information and not even share. I mean, I not know. that I even. Well, you know, I jump from character it. to character, so right uh-huh. now I'm on Izzy from uh-huh. Our Flag Means Death. Uh-huh. So don't worry, I'll come back around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you about Izzy later <laughs> when it's his episode. He then collaborates with Denny Villeneuve again in 2021 for Dune in 2022. He's in Weird, the Ali Yankovic story. Again, mm-hmm. I watched this movie just for him. And the scene is like five minutes long. But I did it for him. Mm-hmm. The things I do. And it was great, though. It was a fun movie. Then there's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumanium. Quantumania. Is that the new? Wait, the, that's the, the newest, newest one. Ant-Man. Wait, he's in that? Yeah, apparently. I didn't get I to watch it yet. I don't remember Are you sure? Well, John Malkovich wasn't there, so you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, yeah, my memory just shuts off. Well, I don't remember, like, I know Michael Pena wasn't in it. I don't remember anyone from the it's old on his IMDb. I hope they... <laughs> I mean, dude, don't I mean, make a liar he probably was just, like, in there for a split second. Probably. Also, that movie was just so whack. I wouldn't be surprised that I just forgot about it. I don't have internet. Otherwise, I would look it up. Mm-hmm. But we're going to say... He was in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he was in The Boston Strangler in 2023. This was starring Keira Knightley. It's a movie about The Boston Strangler. And I did watch that. Thank you, work, for being on hiatus because it was super slow and I got to watch it at work. Then The Boogeyman. So this is your Stephen King connection is The Boogeyman is a Stephen King book. It is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a generic boogeyman Mm-mm. movie. Oh, wait, then I have to watch it. Yeah. Okay. I watched it, but I would watch it again because okay. I watched it behind my hands for... <laughs> oh, my. I watched it like this because I'm so scared of everything. Mm. So it was scary. Yes, but again, I'm scared of everything. So it's like how I cry at everything. So you can't ah. tell if something's actually sad because okay. like, I just got to cry and gotcha. I just have to okay. be scared. Uh, Miracle Workers. So he did that show with Daniel Radcliffe. Do you know that? You remember Miracle I Workers? I watched the first season. Okay, this is the third season. Now. Oh, okay. I was about to feel real bad that I missed him <laughs> for the third time. Okay. And then uh, collaborates with Christopher Nolan again in... What's that movie we saw together? Tenet. No. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me think. This oh, year. This year. This year. Really oh, bad oh, theater oh. going experience. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Great movie. Bad theater. Oppenheimer. And then, Last Voyage of the Demeter, which, yeah, this is what got me interested. Like, I always knew about David, and then we saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and I fell in love with his character, wrote fanfiction for that character. I'm always grateful for any actor whose character can get me out of my writing slump, so, yeah, I will always be indebted to (laughs) David and uh, the good people behind The Last Voyage of the Demeter. His upcoming film next is called Late Night with the Devil. So it's making the festival rounds right now. It's also co-produced by David's newly announced company, Good Fiend Films. Oh, I didn't know he had a company. Me neither. Oh, cool. But I was doing some Googling last night. And so, yeah, super proud of him for that. He also co-wrote an upcoming supernatural horror feature called Hide Your Eyes. And it's going to be directed by Laura Moss, who David picked her to direct the film after seeing her short called Fry Day at South by Southwest. So that just goes to show you we need to start making short films. Okay. <laughs> I need to buy that camera. 
We're going to start making shorts again. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun fact. He also writes comics. Did you know that? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that like graphic novels. Uh, yeah. So for Dark Horse Comics, mm-hmm. they have, um, he wrote in 2019 a comic called Count Crowley. And so he did that in 2019. There's another issue out now. And then also at Comic-Con this year, he announced another comic book that he'll be writing called Knights vs. Samurai. And he said that was, he's been thinking of that idea since he was a kid. So that's super cool. He also said he would like to play a Bond villain. And guess who might direct the next Bond movie? Somebody he's worked with before. As an actor? Oh, is it Someone Nolan? who's direct, yeah. Oh, okay. It is. <laughs> you know it is. So we might be seeing him in a oh. Bond movie, which would be so much fun. What if he was Bond? I'm trying to think. He just has such a villainous face. I'm not going to lie. Which I was going to say, I, I don't say that his face is villainous. I think it... <laughs> I think it's a really cool look and it's very intense, but it's fun because listening to that podcast, his voice is so sweet. Mm -hmm, So like, mm. it's a nice, yeah, you look at his face and you think like, yeah, he might be a little scary if you Mm. were to meet him, but he, he seems like the nicest person. So you're right. I don't know if audiences are ready for most people to be Bond. You know, I think you have to be like a very specific, like probably white blonde man. Yeah, but I feel like audiences usually don't really know what they, what they want, want until they see it. And they're like, oh, actually, this does fit. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. If David kind of gives me Tom Hiddleston Loki vibes, which is why right. I thought he was a bit more of a villainous mm-hmm. look more than a hero, like a yes. Thor kind of look. But I guess like, you know, Daniel Craig's Bond. But him as a Bond, I mean, it'd be interesting to see a dark-haired man as a Bond. Wait, is yeah. he a natural... That's Would you call that a good... brunette? No, no. It, it okay. looks black. Like, okay. his hair looks black to me. Maybe I dreamed it, but I feel like I saw... <laughs> I feel like I saw a video of him. Oh, no, no. It was in the movie Animals. His character is, like, dyeing his hair mm. black, like, touching up the roots. So I don't know if maybe he's mm. naturally brunette. Mm. Anyway, I think he is the coolest look. And I always really like actors who have that character. Like in Killers of the Flower Moon, everyone in that film looks like a normal person or has like a really cool face that you don't usually see in a big blockbuster you know usually see like the perfect looking uh person but these people all look like Mm -hmm. they might not be conventionally Mm -hmm. attractive to general audiences but like you can't stop looking at their faces Mm -hmm. because they've just got like a good face Mm -hmm. so i say we bring back bring back people with interesting faces do you agree? I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know me. me. I love people with all faces. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I can find beauty in any person, in any man. Yeah. Usually. If anything, he might be a better Bond character because then he's just even more Ooh. unassuming. He's hmm. always in the shadows. Guess we're writing a Bond movie. Oh. <laughs> Who would you cast as James Bond? Oh, I hate it when you ask me Come this. On. James Bond. It's, there's no wrong answer. I will judge you if you say so. <laughs> Wait, if I say what? Who? I don't know. Say it first. Say it. John Malkovich? <laughs> Steve ooh, Buscemi? Ooh, that's kind of like, um, yeah, we could have a bond, an old bond, mm. where he reluctantly has to come out of retirement, <laughs> and it's John Malkovich. Say, is it red? <laughs> it's, this is retired, extremely dangerous. Mm. 
who would be Bond? Bond is British, right? Yes. Okay. Or was written by a British oh. person. And it's usually played by a British? No, wait, Sean Connery's not British. Well, he's Scottish. Okay. So. But did he have a British accent or did he keep his Scottish accent? I think it was Scottish. Yeah, I remember. I think I've seen yeah. clips and I remember thinking like, oh, he sounds different. And then, oh, there was an Australian Bond, George Ooh. Lazenby. George Lazenby. Oh, Lazenby. I'm not he was familiar. Bond once. Okay. Um, let Paul Mescal or another Killian Murphy. Yeah, get Killian Murphy. I mean, that's if no, you go actually, on Twitter, that's everyone's like he's gonna be Bond if Christopher Nolan is directing. I feel if David is Bond, Killian should just be the villain. I feel like Killian would be oh. a fucking scary villain, dude. Yeah, but see, I see both David and mm. Killian as those people where you look at them and they just yeah, you expect like they're probably gonna be a villain. So it would be interesting to have both the good mm-hmm. guy and the bad oh, guy yeah like wait who's good who's bad mm-hmm. okay okay i All mean right. who would you cast well there was talk of aaron taylor johnson oh oh yes, yes and yes. i mean i'm not gonna say no to that i, I can't, I can't. Either, yeah <laughs> not going to um but they keep talking about having a young bond and i guess aaron is all mm. already considered quote unquote too old because he's like 34 I feel like to be a top spy agent, you got to age a little. Right, like you need a little rigorous... experience. Yeah. But I guess they're looking for like a what 25 is this, Tom year old. Holland, huh? <laughs> Who's not even that young, so we all just think he's super young. That's true. He just has a really young face. Yeah. Which is which something is I wish I had. Plastic surgery. We live in the capital oh, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> uh, please help me. Okay. Yeah, so maybe we'll see David as a Bond villain. He mm. He said he wanted to play the villain. Oh, okay. So, I feel who like are villains we? would be way more fun. I'm They're not always lie. more fun. I would rather to, be the villain. You get to be evil and you might have a cat that you could put on mm. your lap and Tico oh. could play that cat. <laughs> that's that's what he has upcoming. I didn't realize at first how much he had just based on the IMDb. Yeah, movie-wise, I was like, "Oh, he's got Late Night with the Devil." But then when I looked into like the comics and him writing too, which is cool, I didn't realize how much he was writing so he's a busy dude that's his career um i'll give you some fun facts because i know you like a fun fact mm-hmm. he's a star wars person he said he is? so Aww. i bet he would cosplay with us <laughs> as of 2022 in that podcast he'd never been to the magic castle before oh yeah he's like i look like someone who would always be at the magic castle mm-hmm. but i've never been so maybe young men can get us tickets again <laughs> Um, and then, oh, in childhood, he had, and now as well, he has a skin condition called vitiligo. Do you oh, know that? Oh, he does? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And I didn't notice it at first until I looked closely, but it's where you have patches of skin that are lighter than your skin tone. So I think that added to, yeah, a not so fun childhood mm. at times, but, um, yeah, so overall, he is book busy doing his thing and uh, has a career that I think I think sounds super cool. So that's what I got for you. Any questions or concerns? <laughs> well, two things. One, 
It's quite amazing to hear how despite his addiction and also the troubling past that he has, I guess yes. not troubling past, but like with everything that was going on mm. during his childhood, that he was so high functioning. Yeah. Like all these different parts of his life just succeeding in all that, that I can already see he's a very high functioning like you mentioned. Mm. So it's no surprise that without addiction after being clean, that he's just like even more right. high functioning as a person. Right. Like, yeah. Comics is just a whole nother level of commitment and story building and all that jazz so that's pretty amazing that he also wait he also directs and writes or is it just writing so he did not direct animals Mm. so i think right now he's sticking with writing okay which i mean hey we both know that writing is hard enough as it Mm. is so but who's to say he won't direct in the future who's to say and then second What's the other podcast? So I know it's Cinema Therapy, and for those who aren't familiar, it's hosted by... It's a YouTube channel hosted by a filmmaker and a and his friend, a therapist, and they just kind of go through movies, sometimes shows, really sometimes other medium as well. I think it's mainly movies, though, because of cinema. But they talk about kind of aspects of a character. And then for the David one, mm-hmm. David was a guest on the show to talk about his experience and how it related to epi- not episodes to the characters that he played mm-hmm. so that was really that was really interesting and also like very like it was very raw discussion because usually mm-hmm. cinema therapy is just the two hosts and then i'll just watch and it's fun because it's from a different perspective mm-hmm. from a filmmaker from a therapist but for david to come and talk about how he got into character and all mm-hmm. that it was like holy shit this man went through a lot and his characters are so damaged at the same time yeah, it was interesting to see the characters that they discussed. They discussed um, the Dark Knight character that he plays, who is a paranoid schizophrenic, and he's not schizophrenic, but he pulled from his past of you know anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then they spoke about his character in Prisoners, who again has just you know he could pull on things from his life which you're supposed to do as an actor but i think most actors probably don't have as much in common with these characters Mm -hmm. which i mean yeah he's very straightforward and i think he's far enough removed from that past Mm -hmm. now that it's just a matter of fact where you know the people who are discussing it with him are like i'm so sorry (laughs) like yeah are you good it's like yeah that's just Mm -hmm. how it was so but that's crazy like you said yeah he must have just all the brain power now to constantly (laughs) be creating and he's got a very interesting past to inspire him and Mm -hmm. he's doing it but what is the other podcast oh sorry um it is called you made it weird and it's hosted by pete holmes who is um, a comedian Mm mm-hmm and that was the first episode of that podcast that I'd listened to. I just typed his name into Apple Podcasts, and it oh. was the first one that came up. And I saw the runtime, and I was like, this has got to be so meaty. And it was. He's a comedian hosting it, so he's going to be funny. And he he was respectful, but there were some points where he's like, you know, David's telling a very serious story, and the guy's like, and then he makes a joke, the the host and i was like oh my god but you know david again he's like no no i love this mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think yeah most of us are gonna be a little more like tiptoe around an issue mm-hmm. i guess you don't have to i don't know <laughs> if you're if you're yeah removed enough from the situation and you've healed and it sounds like he's been 
doing the work for many many years mm-hmm. so he's good he's and then good. for that podcast do they just talk about is it a podcast where actors come on board and just talk about their experience or what's the general topic do you know um it seems to be like at least for the david one just let's talk about your childhood let's talk about your big break let's talk about your life in general where you get your inspiration from so it was more just like friends being like Mm. tell me about yourself and gotcha so the host will invite his friends and they just talk okay seems like it oh that's cool it was a good podcast i would recommend it and i will continue there were a bunch of other podcasts with him as the guest that i want to listen to and that's the one good thing about super long commutes to work is that i've got the time Yes. So are there any of his films that you would like to watch besides Boogeyman? Did you say the first film he wrote was Animals? Yes. Okay. I do want to watch that. Well, it did look really heavy because mm-hmm. of the topic. Yeah. But I am intrigued by it since you liked it. Mm-hmm. Since it sounds like it was a really good, not autobiography, but kind of taps into the realism of yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little intrigued by that for sure. But should, I guess I got to rewatch some of these movies for <laughs> and yeah i don't remember a lot of things even in movies i love like watching the mummy today mm. with you it's like i've seen that movie a billion times but i was still picking up on new things mm. throughout it and sometimes i just forget like oh there was an actor there <laughs> but i don't ever forget david when he's in a thing because again i always feel like he has such a presence and you know it's gonna be memorable however long he's on screen so except for i have to rewatch bird box <laughs> i don't remember anything don't though. lie to me <laughs> i don't i don't remember i know that is based on a book so maybe i'll read the book mm-hmm. first and then i'll rewatch the movie but yes favorite character favorite character i would say polka dot man that might be <laughs> basic of me but I felt like he had more screen time than I'm used to. So I was able to like fall in love with his character more. And I related to his character a lot. And in which part in the club when you see your mom? (laughs) All the time. That's why I never want to go clubbing with you. (laughs) No, just the like Mm -hmm. very dry, very Mm -hmm. like "Eh, if we die, whatever. (laughs) It was so cute in that from what I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Very... Uh, pure yes and then spoiler alert then he dies so i should never grow to love characters because they usually die but yeah you like polka dot more than demeter i like demeter too but see it's like two completely Mm. different characters so i do love Wojcik in demeter (laughs) i love him for what he inspiration he gave me so okay those are my top two Okay. I feel like we got more Polka Dot Man than Wojcik, wouldn't you say? I would say so, for sure, yeah. Because I found a bootleg copy of Last Voyage, and I was rewatching it, and was just realizing, like, how much more I wanted David to be in it. Something happened when we were in that theater, and I just really zoned in. Oh, you just latch onto it. It reminds me of when I watched <sighs> The Last Guardians, the last the last one with will poulter oh, yes and every time <laughs> yeah. will poulter came on stage it's a stage 
<laughs> he performed live. Every time he came onto the screen, I like yeah. latched onto him. But rewatching, I didn't realize yeah. how minimal his scenes were. Yeah. So he's not really a prominent character. So right. my friends would be surprised because I'll talk about it mm-hmm. at the office. Like, wasn't he really hot? And they're like, bro, he was kind of like in right. and out, like really fre- <laughs> frequently. Like he's not really there. Yeah. So rewatching, I realized like, oh, okay, I think. I think there's something about thirst that changes your concept of time for right, sure. It kind of slows down <laughs> yeah. time where it's like you're moving through honey. Just savoring and like, every wow, frame. <laughs> amazing. And then you snap out of it for a second and you're like, oh my God, blink. And you miss yeah. that character. Like again, in Killers of the Flower Moon, there's mm. a cute guy mm. in the background usually for like, oh. but probably in total, he was there for like five minutes. But yeah, I just, every time a scene came out, I was like, where's that guy? <laughs> It's really me good. with Rami Malek. <laughs> oh, in Oppenheimer? <laughs> no, not oh. Oppenheimer, but I mean, yeah, in Oppen- I mean, in Oppenheimer, he was almost just non-existent. Exactly. Just the ultimate yeah. comeback at the end, but no, for uh, No Time to Die. Because oh. he's also not really there. He's in there right. beginning, then somewhat in the middle, then at the end, he just comes back. It's kind of like the best horror movie monster is the one that you only see like you just hear about them and you never really see them and that's the same with like the actor you're thirsting yeah. over in a role it's like you're just always waiting it's that anticipation of yeah. like will they be in the next scene and so i hate that about myself and i also love it because it just i'm endlessly like amused mm-hmm. if i can find one single oh yeah. yeah character that i'm like i like that character then it's like well I'm set then. Mm-hmm. I don't care how weird this movie might be or what we're doing. It's like, I'm taking care of. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. What else? Anything else you're going to watch? What's the new one about? Late Night with the Devil? Uh-huh. It seems... I'm going to read you a synopsis. Late Night with the Devil is a horror film. Oh, it's directed by Australian siblings. Aren't those... The ones who did talk to me, aren't they Australian as well? Uh-huh. It's not the same ones. Okay. <laughs> it's not. I was like, damn, they made it so fast. What's happening in Australia? Maybe we gotta go Wait, there. Australian? I thought they were New Zealand. Are they? The talk to me? Yeah. Wasn't the Are they New movie Zealand? taking place in New Zealand with the New Zealand cast? I don't know. I didn't well, see it because it looked too scary. read me the synopsis and I'll look up talk to me. Okay. Late Night with the Devil, a live television broadcast in 1977 goes horribly wrong, unleashing evil into the nation's living room. Hmm. Are you intrigued? I am intrigued, and I do love a horror movie. Yeah. And I'm hoping this means that he's in it for a much longer he's time. He's the only one it. on the poster, so he better be. And he better be more than five minutes. I swear he better to God. be in every scene of that fucking movie. <laughs> Wait, I lied. There are people at the bottom of the poster, but he's the biggest one in the poster. Hmm. You're right. He looks Australian, like he's oh, Australian right. film and Australian. Judith, I was right, and I didn't even see that movie. <laughs> Wait, why do I think there were New Zealand, New <laughs> Zealanders, enough, right? New Zealanders? It's yeah, yeah. Why do I think there were New Zealanders this whole time? Okay, I don't know, my but bad. Do you want to go to New Zealand sometime? I do want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, okay. I mean, isn't that where they did Lord of the Rings? Yeah, and where they shoot our flag means death. So, oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. I mean, we I have believe. to go now. <laughs> we have to go. We can go after we go to Copenhagen. 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 Yeah. Do you want to just quit your job and we'll travel the world for like two and days? Because that's all we can afford. <laughs> talk about hot men. 
Travel the uh -oh. world. That's my dream. <laughs> oh, my cat is biting me. And that He's might be so a sign mad. to wrap up the episode. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we have to do our... My bad. Okay. You know what I'm going to ask you. Oh. <laughs> Stop trying to fight it. What role would you write for David? And if you make it good, maybe it'll come true. Wait, has he been in any romantic comedies? Not that I know of. Yeah, no romantic comedies. So that's what I was thinking too. Like, let's go. Don't copy me. Don't, Don't copy me. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say put vampire? him in a Western. Okay. <laughs> a vampire Western. Actually, I was thinking about that the other day. With yes. David? Not specifically with him, but I was driving home from Palmdale. I went to Palmdale last Sunday. And I was driving home at sunset and the vista, the view was so pretty at sunset. And I was like, I want to put this in a vampire western. Mm. <laughs> so I, I broke down the whole movie on that hour long drive. Really? Oh. And we need a vampire in it. So he's cast. He would be perfect as a vampire. No yes. CGI. No C <laughs> No Demeter CGI, please. <laughs> we just get teeth from Party City and we we make do. Our budget is $5. Oh, are you on board? I'm on board. <laughs> Good, because you're going to be crafty. Oh, <laughs> what if, no, I'm not even going to get those $5. No. It's just going to come out of my pocket. <laughs> you have to find the food. Oh, my Good God. Luck. <laughs> okay. So you want a romantic comedy. I want a horror Western great yeah that's nice i just love you know you know my type which is damaged men <laughs> and i feel like and i can fix him type yeah i can fix him that was type. boy chick for me and, and i feel as if he would really play that role <laughs> for me like kind of sad kind of i'm trying to think of a good but you know what actually let me let me pivot let's put him in a hallmark movie Not okay <laughs> My go-to, my next go-to answer. I have a Hallmark movie written and ready to go. I know he already did a sad movie. I mean, maybe sad movies, mm -hmm. but is Animals a sad romantic movie? Yes. Because, okay, maybe I just gotta, I mean, it looks sad. So yeah, <laughs> from I mean, I'm sure you could have gotten that, but yeah. Because I was watching a cinema therapy episode on eternal sunshine mm. the okay. spotless mind and i feel as if he would have Ooh. like he can kind of take on a role similar to that which is really sad serious romance movie which is like actually one of my other favorite romance movie after uh, about time <laughs> which is i guess not really pure romance but just kind of like that so either he can do spotless mind or about time okay why not both and make it a double feature <gasps> at the new beverly oh <laughs> Everything is a double feature to you. You we can't do this. Why watch one movie when you can watch two? Is all I'm saying. Uh, do you like film? Do you I, like cinema? Do I like my back and my ass? My ass didn't hurt that much last night. My ass. I was more because I was so angry. Oh, <laughs> people talking. I think you were distracted. Your ass probably hurt. You my ass hurt, know. but I, I just kept doing the side eye to <laughs> everyone who was talking in that theater. Oh. They should have Quentin Tarantino come out and like escort you out personally if you talk Bro, i would talk theater. a lot for that reason alone <laughs> <laughs> he blacklists you from hollywood though is it worth it oh no is it worth so it? yeah i want to see david in just kind of this romance movie okay can be can be comedy who knows i haven't seen a rom-com in a while actually from him or anyone from anyone <laughs> just in general just my life come on david yeah what's the last rom-com i saw did we watch a rom-com together 
Probably. I don't even know what I watched. I would have to look back at my AMCA list, but yeah. I'll do that off mm-hmm. podcast. So, off podcast. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And what are you going to do? <laughs> I was going to add like, oh, oh maybe I want to... Maybe I want him in more comedy because I did love him in Ant-Man. I would say Ant-Man is my favorite role for him. Wow. From okay. him. Because he's just so funny. I think because everything he says is so unexpected and out of nowhere and out of pocket that it's so funny. And I love that. And some of it was improvised. Exactly. So, okay. I mean, I never know with actors who are well known for a certain type of character do you want to i'm sure everyone wants to try something new Mm -hmm. but or are you like no i'm cool playing the like villain or the serious Mm -mm. do you want to go like straight comedy or i feel like eternal sunshine is a good mix of drama but also Mm. has like some comedic i mean carrie's role is kind of more purely drama right yeah but i think i guess the situation is so Mm. fantastical that it is just funny, so that makes it not the most serious. Has David been in a Wes Anderson film? No. I'm surprised, because I feel like Wes Anderson really captures unique characters very well, right. and I feel like he would be he would fit into that world pretty well. Yeah, I think Wes Anderson is moving into using some new actors, like that with man. Asteroid City and... Catching cast members like pokemon over there he's gonna catch them all and david will be one of them so yeah we'll see wes anderson martin scorsese's gonna do a his next one is like a mutiny historical ship mutiny Mm. movie so david could be voychik part two and be on another ship (laughs) and uh yeah if you were an actor, who's the one director you would want to work with? I would love to work with Mike Flanagan. Wait, okay. does it have to be cinematic? Does it have to be a no, movie? It can be whoever you want. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. I would love to work with... Okay. Wait, I'm an actor? Is that what you said? You're an actor, but we'll do the same question for writing. Is it the same answer? I would but say... But I mean Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. <laughs> Flanagan. <laughs> Flanagan. Another alternate universe. He does universe. His own, uh, writing, yeah. Who's a fun director to work with that they're known for being fun? Being I feel like fun. when I think of directors, I can only think of them just like yelling, like, the <laughs> table has to be perfectly centered. Wow, did you have a bad experience? Was that you in college? Yeah, was that <laughs> me actually? <laughs> no, I just feel like um, directors are known for being kind of perfectionists. I mean, they have to be for sure. Everything is like your mm. decision. Which makes me, I used to think that I wanted to direct, and I still do, but it's so writing is stressful enough that i don't want to be involved in every part of the filmmaking business i don't want to direct i think that's a complete i don't think i have that part in my brain i'll just stick to writing vince gillian he can direct me he seems like a nice if you listen to the breaking bad and better call Saul podcast they do after every episode he has to be the nicest person because he's on every episode of that Mm. podcast and it's like you don't have to do that yeah, I don't want so to work with someone like, um, shit, what is his name? Who did Psycho? Wait, don't. Oh, uh, yeah, let's well, <laughs> let's say someone who's dead so we don't get him. 
<laughs> no, because you know how... Oh, um, Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock would have, like, okay. actual live birds. So I don't want to... Oh, terrible, yeah. I, like, I would never want to work with a director who would, you know, abuse me for the yes. sake of their art. Like, that's kind of just, like, a no-no zone for me. So yeah. I understand perfectionism, mm-hmm. but that's not the kind of perfectionism that I want to fuck with. You know what I mean? It's the same when actors feel like they have to be method to get the performance, <laughs> and it's like, but you're an actor, uh-huh. so this is pretend. And yeah, it's the same with directors when it's like, oh, I need to like really make them scared to get them to do it. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're just bad at your job then. Like it frustrates me. Like even when I heard about The Exorcist, when they actually mm-hmm. injured the actress, like yeah. that's just fucked up because this yeah. isn't just you living in this world, dude. Like everybody else involved is also living to make this happen. You can't just yeah. like sacrifice someone's well-being just for your vision. Right. That's just some nonsense. So that's what i mean just like i don't mm-hmm. want a perfectionist like i don't want somebody really yelling at me yeah for the hundredth time like mm-hmm. wendy from oh the shining yeah, yeah. stanley kubrick we can say him too because <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nobody alive because i don't want to get blacklisted but you know I mean, what i mean <laughs> so if you know that director probably i'm thinking about the same director too yeah um okay i agree vince gilligan martin scorsese was martin known for being very fun he seems like a nice guy. Mm. I always see his uh, TikToks he'll do with his daughter. Oh. Yeah, so he seems like a fun. Aww. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Manifest it. Mm-hmm. And Tico's fallen back asleep. Ooh. And so I guess we will wrap it up. And thanks for listening. That was David Desmelchin. I hope you feel like you know a little bit more about him. I sure do. So I sure do. And I sure have a lot to rewatch and watch and look forward to, really. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, this goes with every actor that we talk about. I didn't mention a ton of things. I was just, I like to mention more of the things that I think you might have mm-hmm. uh, heard of. And so he's got a bunch of other stuff that I bet. Check out that IMDb. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Stay insatiable. My dudes. Bye. Bye.